cricket is on tonight. It is the Big, big Bash uh, final is on, but also uh, the test match, the second test at the Gabba starting tomorrow night, which is a day-night test match. All right. We'll get Enjoy. our opinions on all that. Uh, to join us to talk and preview all of it, it's going to be a very exciting couple of days, uh, is the hard-hitting Hurricanes batsman. Gee, it's exciting to get Mac Wright on the show, and he joins us. G'day, Mac. G'day, how are you? Yeah, couldn't be better, mate. Now, I'm, I'm again... We're, we're talking to you now, but are you ready to go if this uh, COVID pandemic hits the Australian team hard and you're ready to go? Are you, are, are you prepared? Yes, the phone is on the hook, ready, uh, <laughs> waiting for the call. Um, hopefully the airlines cooperate, get me up there in time with both bags. But, yeah, I'm ready. I'm there. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's, I mean, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start there, I suppose. I mean, how disrupt how uh, disruptive would that be uh, for a team going into a test match? Yeah, look, it's shocking. I mean, the amount of time you you spend with each other going into a game, um, if anyone has has any sort of bug, there's a very good chance of it ripping through most of the team. So, look, it's it's not surprising if if one person's had it, then a few blokes are going to get it. And, Look, they're going to rip through a large part of the team, which is going to disrupt the balance. They're going to have to make a few changes. So, look, it's going to be interesting who who they have to bring in. Mac, it's was here, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, who is sort of most likely, do you think, uh, given the possible outs at the moment of, uh, I think it's Green and, and Head, both uh, suffering, who do you think might come in? Gee, it's a good question. Um, look, I think... Green offering a bit with the ball as well. I think they're going to have to find uh, find someone who can who can provide a few overs as well. Um, obviously, you've got three big quicks up front, um, but Green can provide that uh, a bit of pace to blast a few blokes out. Um, Head also quite destructive with the bat. So yeah, I think they're going to they have to try and go like for like. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not uh, off the top of my head. I can't quite think of the squad, but um, look, they're going to need someone who can offer offer something with bat and ball, and also a batter who can who can put a bit of who can put the, the bowlers back under a bit of pressure. Would you consider a Fraser McGurk given the hype at the moment? Ooh. Um, I mean that's a that's a big call. Uh, he has shown he can. He can provide a bit of flair. I think maybe I think there could be a few other blokes uh, who would be in front of him. I think yeah, being, being Victorians, you'd, you'd love to see it. But um, yeah, look, I think uh, they'd probably go with someone who, who may have a few more first-class games under their belt at this stage. I reckon. And Mac, uh, just looking back to the last Test match, Samar Joseph uh, emerged on Australian shores and took a f- uh, five wickets. Uh, how did you see his performance and uh, the overall West Indies uh, team? Yeah, he did very well. It's, it's, it's always exciting when someone debuts in Australia. And I think as Australians, we can get around someone who, who on debut does well and sort of takes it takes it to the Aussies. I think we can respect that. Um, and we love we love when someone shows a bit of fight against us. And I, th- I, I, I think back to when Ben Stokes um, debuted in Australia against us and did well. I think he, there's always going to be some love uh, coming back from the Australian side for blokes who are, who are able to have success. Uh, against Aussies um, in in their first game as well. So, look, I think it's exciting that they've got a talent like that. They've obviously had their issues uh, in the West Indies system with blokes um, sticking around and, and dedicating themselves to the longer formats, being the, the great T20 cricketers that they are. They often have guys that, that do the 
do the rounds um, around the world doing the T20 circuit. So I think it's exciting that they've been able to produce um, such a talent like him and he can come onto the stage and be and be ready to go uh, with with relatively little experience behind him. And Mac, I asked Aidan Blizzard last week um, just on his thoughts on the danger of Test cricket and the emerging the emergence of T Twenty cricket. How do you see the future of um, of Test cricket? Look, it's a tough one. I think um, there are, there are a lot of cricket tragics out there that do love the the longer format, the purists. They love the red ball cricket. Um, so it, it is a really tough tough battle, especially with all the leagues around the world at the moment. Um, and where all the money is, especially people are very, uh, very money hungry these days. And and I think just just given sort of where kids are at at the moment, um, and 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 the skills they want to develop, I think that the T Twenty stuff seems very exciting, and they're probably more inclined to go down that path. So I think it's it's going to be a tricky one developing cricketers who are able to to play the longer format and and have the skill set that'll that'll set them up to play test cricket. So it's, it's going to be a challenge and it's very interesting. Like I'm, I'm a little bit sceptical as to, as to how it will survive. Like I think it's crucial for Australian cricket, but it's going to be interesting to see if, if people are able to build the skill set um, in, this, in this modern era. And Mac, with, with yourself, how, uh, how are the Hurricanes? How, how would you sort of rate their, their season and how, how did you enjoy your cricket down there? Uh, yeah, look, it was it was a bit disappointing again this year. I think we've we've really put together a good list the last two seasons, um, a list that can go deep in the competition and and really have a crack at winning it. And unfortunately, we haven't been able to put that together and uh, produce the performances we would have liked to get us into finals. So frustrating uh, would be a word I'd use. But uh, yeah, personally, look, I was I was really happy to get a game this season. Um, having having not really played a lot last year, I came in for the last game, um, and again this year I wasn't really expecting uh, to be in the in the team a whole lot. But luckily, a few few injuries went my way, and I managed to get a game. and And I think I just tried to take a bit of a different approach this time, um, and really trying to take take the opportunity that I had. And luckily, it it, uh, it came off, and I managed to string a few games back to back, which was nice. It was nice, and you were at one point uh, one of the highlights of the game with Fox uh, micing you up. I mean, what was? I mean, did you enjoy that experience? And uh, I mean, what, would you do it again? Oh, it's always cool. I've done it a couple of times now, and and yeah, it is cool, especially with the people that have commentating these days too. Like you've grown up watching these blokes on TV. Like I had David Warner on the uh, speaking to me the other night which was pretty cool and uh but yeah sadly uh the other night i did my string about two overs in um so yeah the string went uh went pop and they then they sort of uh, came down to me on the mic and i said yeah sorry lads i think i've done my string here so that um they didn't get they didn't get their money's worth out of me the other night unfortunately but it is enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it's enjoyable trying to commentate and field at the same time. We're about to say, surely it's distracting. You try to get. I mean, obviously, T Twenty cricket's all, all fast paced and your different uh, sort of fields and everything per ball and this, like trying to get instructions across and hearing the captain talk while talking to the the commentators. It, I'm sure, it's confusing at some point. Yeah, there's a lot going on. You're trying to keep an eye on the captain and, and the keeper. Like, we've got Wadey behind the stance, and he's usually waving his arms and yelling at you, and you've got 
Nathan uh, Ellis trying to tell you where to go. You've got kids yelling out behind you trying to get a signature or trying to steal your hat or something. And then you've got to try and – you've got to say something interesting on the mic as well. So there's there's plenty plenty going on. Yeah. And then say a highball goes up, then you've got to try and catch that thing too. So it's uh, there's a lot going on. But, look, it is enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it, it's a good challenge and it's, it's nice to – Nice to have the mic on every now and then. Well, it, uh, it all concludes tonight in the in the final up in Sydney. It's going to be terribly exciting um, with the Sixers taking on the Heat. Uh, the Sixers made the final, uh, beating the Heat, uh, and then the Heat. Well, what a win they had uh, on Monday night. Um, talk us through uh, what you what are your expectations for tonight, and and uh, what are we expecting to see? Look, I'll start with my prediction. I reckon Sydney Sydney will win just uh, with their home conditions. The wicket, uh, quite spinner-friendly. Um, I think both teams are quite evenly matched. Um, the sp- I think spin is going to play a big part. So Sixers have O'Keefe and Murphy. Uh, and then um, the Heat have Koonerman and they'll probably go with Swepson as well. Um, so I think the game will probably be decided with whichever team spinners do the best. Batting is quite evenly matched up. Um, Josh Brown obviously had a very, very good knock the other night. That was unreal to watch. Um, the SCG has probably a, got a little less pace in it. Um, might be a bit slow. Um, so I think, yeah, probably the Sixers batters might just be able to adapt to those conditions um, slightly better. But I think it's going to be a very good contest either way. They're, they're very evenly matched, and I think it'll be a cracking game. And Mac, we've seen uh, some of the uh, imports already go over overseas again, and some Australians as well. Uh, what, what's next for you? Uh, so I've just just got uh, I've got club cricket um, for Lindisfarne on the weekend. Um, I've I've just come back from a hammy, so uh, I'm good to start playing again this weekend. And then our Tassie uh, domestic second half of the season kicks off in a couple of weeks. We're up in Brisbane against Queensland for a Shield game, and then a one day game. So. Uh, I've probably got my eye on the one-day game. I haven't managed to crack into the Shield side this year yet, but um, after that, we've just we've got a string of home games down in, in Tassie, uh, which which is nice. A beautiful time of year down here um, in Tassie. Sun's out, and and uh, it's it's a beautiful place to bat this half of the year as well. So uh, mainly Tassie based for this second half of the year. Some runs coming, mate. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, we can get amongst them. And just the, just the other thing. So tomorrow's Test match, um, which is up in, up in Brisbane, is a day nighter. I mean, we've seen it's been around a couple of years now. Um, do, do we like this concept? Do, do you reckon this is the future for Test cricket? It definitely adds uh, a bit of variety to the schedule, which is nice. Traditionally, they've had it at Adelaide Oval, which which has been a good venue for it. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how. The conditions um, play a factor up up in Brisbane for this day and night. We, um, we played we played up there a week or two ago, um, and look, I, I snicked off about fourth ball. It was I found I felt like it was doing plenty, and that was a white ball. So uh, I think it will be it will do a fair bit under the lights. I reckon, with, especially with the Australian pace attack and a pink ball um, swinging and nipping around. But yeah, look, I think it is it provides a spectacle and. And it's just something different, uh, especially this time of year. I think kids can at least get out and watch a bit um, in the evenings, and and yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, they can they can manage to to string a few days of, of cricket um, together, and hopefully, it doesn't it doesn't wrap up too quickly. And Mac, one last from me: uh, Who, as a batter, who at the moment are you facing and thinking, uh, oh boy? 
Oof, well, um, just in the in the home nets down here, facing Riley Meredith, he's not a whole lot of fun. Um, <laughs> bowls at serious pace and can swing it. Um, so yeah, look, he hasn't been super enjoyable. Um, I played. Uh, he actually he actually does play for us in the one day as Tom Rogers, but he was playing for the Renegades this year. And look, he he's also one that's quite sneaky, quick, and can and can swing it both ways. He's he's pretty tough work. Uh, but then, yeah, say, for instance, uh, Xavier Bartlett, who's just been called up for uh, the Australian ODI squad, he, the other night, he was picked up a few clicks, um, in my opinion, and because uh, he's not traditionally the quickest. He's got some good skills, can move the ball around, but he, he, had, he had a little bit of extra pace there this year. So I think he's... His call up into the Aussie squad is is very exciting, and uh, and I think yeah, look, he's he's one that's been able to prove that he's can have success at that level, and he's probably ready for the for the next step when the chance arises. Rightio, so there's a lot uh, to look forward to. Uh, Mac, we'll leave it there, buddy. Uh, it's been great to chat. Um, good luck with the second half of the summer for Tasmania. I'm sure you'll be amongst the runs, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely stay in touch and uh, talk uh, throughout it. Sounds good. Thanks again for having me, lads. A pleasure as always. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Mac. Man. Uh, there's Mac Wright, uh, the Hobart Hurricanes, big hitter the in big this Mac. year's BBL. Big